Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Thursday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. And this morning, as we have done this week, we continue to focus on the human toll, the situation in Israel. President Biden talking about pictures of terrorists uh, beheading children as the Prime Minister Netanyahu has shared some gruesome Pictures of a child's bed. The Israeli Prime Minister's Office confirming the story that babies and toddlers were found apparently with their heads cut off. A 19-year-old recently enlisted Israeli soldier texting loved ones that she had been injured during the Hamas attack on her military base near Gaza, that a terrorist was closing in, that she was not going to make it. I can't begin to imagine what that is like when the end is only seconds away. Does your life flash in front of you Are you at peace when you know such a violent death is imminent, yours? And to those that are now uh, here in America running away because of their strong support of uh, the Palestinian cause for Hamas, good for you. The CUNY students, the students at Harvard now backpedaling as fast as they can for fear of being blackballed. Unbelievable. Harper's Bazaar Editor-in-Chief Samira Nasser says cutting off power to Gaza is the most inhumane thing she's ever seen. No, Madam Editor-in-Chief, the first African-American to have that job, first African-American woman, That would be the killing of innocent children, babies, the elderly, the raping of women, the human toll. That's what we are continuing to focus on. One New York City mother mourning her daughter killed by Hamas, declaring the world needs to fight them. Who can disagree with that? No reasonable person can. A New York City mom whose 26-year-old daughter was among the hundreds 
slaughtered by Hamas at that Israeli music festival is comparing the terror group to the Nazis and calling for global powers to band together against them, stating the world needs to fight them. I think we all agree. Her name, Hanny Ricardo, her daughter, gunned down at the event early Saturday, blasting the terrorists responsible in an interview of all places on MSNBC. The mother lives here in New York and caught a flight immediately to Israel, but she did not know that her daughter had gone to the festival in the desert and found out when she was called in the middle of the night and told that her daughter was missing. I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen carefully to the words of a grieving mother that just lost her daughter. Again, this appearance was on MSNBC. I need to speak about her and for her and for all those 1,200 young people that massacred by the Hamas. They have not a bit of humanity in them. These kids went to dance, and these kids, I know for sure that these parties are peace people. You know, they love, they, they, they all will fight for peace. And now they're gone, and among them, my youngest daughter. And I want to know, I want the world to know that every dollar you give to the Hamas, every dollar you put there goes for terror. It doesn't go to the poor Arab people that live in Gaza. They could have turned this place into paradise if they would invest money, the billions they got from the, the EU and the UN and other organization, if they would have put the money, invested it into the people of Gaza instead of bombs and focusing on how to get rid of as many Jews, as many as Israeli as possible, that might have been peace. And the only thing I can uh, compare these monsters that these inhuman beings are for the Nazis during the Holocaust, the same kind of people. And the world needs to know, and the world needs to fight them. And I know Israel bombed Gaza, but we never start. We always respond. And I, I feel for these Palestinians these people, I feel for them, but they are hostages. They are hostages in the hands of the Hamas and the Iran and, and all of these terrorists. They have no other focus in life rather than kill as many as possible. And when they're done with the Jews, they will come for the Americans. They did it already in 9-11. And I call this this 
massacre that happened in the southern of Israel is even worse than 9-11. This is our 9-11, and my daughter is one of them. This wonderful, this beautiful, cheerful, amazing girl is dead now, and I'm going to bury her day after tomorrow. And my heart is broken to pieces. A mother discussing her pain. A few days ago, her daughter, vibrant, attending a concert. Then her mother had to jump on a plane from New York City and rush to Israel. And now she has to bury one of her daughters. Unbelievable. Again, the editor-in-chief of Harper's Bazaar, the first black woman to hold a job, Samira Nasser, says cutting off power to Gaza is the most inhumane thing she's ever seen. Well, did you hear that, mother, just just a second ago? And editor-in-chief, what about this? Another woman, a mother, finding out that her husband had been killed by Hamas, listen to this, folks, live on television. The news she dreaded, Yahav is dead. <laughs> and folks, that's what it sounds like. I've, I've, I've covered many times when a parent has found out the news. I've been in the apartment or the house when, when the child is not coming home. It sounds like that, a pain from the pit of your stomach. And sometimes it's even many times worse than that. Worse than that. And the nerve of this editor-in-chief of Harper's Bazaar, Samira Nasser, saying cutting off power to Gaza is the most inhumane thing she's ever seen. Another one, editor-in-chief, what about this? When, when is striking back too much? How do you define the amount of strength that should be used. I want you folks to listen to this report here. This is from Sky News. We're so close to Gaza, soldiers have to take extreme care. They're wary of another attack. The bodies of Hamas fighters are left where they were killed. If the Israelis are uncertain of anything, they put down fire. The attack happened on a holiday. This community of families was caught completely off guard and in real terms, unprotected. There are stories here of how people took anything they could to try to battle them off, hid their children in cupboards, in wine cellars and basements. It's so hard to see this, but we have to look at this because the questions will come down the road about proportionality. The question is, when somebody's a mass killer and they want to destroy you like ISIS, what is the proportionality for someone like that? And that is a a reasonable question. 
Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We are taking your calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Let's start with uh, Judith in Brooklyn. Good morning, Judith. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Oh, God. Um, You just played some stuff, and it gets me, chokes me up. But I just called because there's so much to say, but just at the top of my head, I had heard, and it's like so interesting. Um, the Gazan people, okay, the Gazan people, they want to uh, run away. And the Israelis are telling them, we are going to level the building, so you better get yourself out of there. Well, guess who's not letting them go anywhere? They're Hamas. The Hamas want them to be martyred. I even heard that. They are asking them to stick around and just be martyred, okay? This is who they are. They kind of think that uh, this is martyrdom. They're going to have like 72 virgins or whatever they think they're going to have or the rewards, whatever. They are so sick in the heads. It's not even funny. It's just so sick. And you know something? There could be good people and bad people. And when you want to be good to the good people, the, the what, what spoils the whole thing is the bad people. Okay? It's the bad people and the bad actors. They spoil it for the good people. And they are, you know, the 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 Palestinian people, uh, the Gazan people there, they are held hostage, and they've been held hostage for propaganda things. Um, th- these Hamas people, they get so much money, they don't give it to these people. And you should know, Israel has been giving in every day, like almost a million dollars worth of all kinds of things, medicine, cement, whatever. So you know, instead of building things with cement, they build tunnels. That's what they do. They've got like 1,200 tunnels going here and every into Israel. These are sick people. They were just, you know, Gaza for 18 years, when the Israelis were kicked out in 2005 and they left them a billion dollar industry, greenhouse industry, uh, with thousands of jobs for these people and everything, and they got kicked out. These guys, these Hamas people that took over in 2005, they leveled the greenhouses. And they have been launching rockets every single day during rush hour in the morning and evening when people are going to work, when kids are going on buses, to do as much casualty as possible. And this is for 18 years. They want peace. They spell peace, P-I-E-C-E. They want pieces, pieces of human people. They They want to just like kill and that's what they live for apparently that's what they live for that's what it, teach it, little kids it, too it do, judith it, it does appear to be that way let me go back to your first point you said uh for the regular people that don't want any part of this uh that they want to leave and that hamas are telling them no become a martyr it it it's not even really about that what it's really about is that these individuals not the regular people they're cowards and they need to have someone to hide behind. If all the people that have nothing to do with this are gone, then the terrorists uh, are, are basically out in the public, even if they're hiding in a building, and it makes it much easier for Israel to uh, to strike back at them. So what they're really saying to these people, Judith, is that we want you to be our human shields. And that is what is going on. Judith, you made some wonderful points 
thank you for the uh, telephone call this morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Folks Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Abe in New Jersey. Good morning, Abe. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi. Um, I just wanted to say that I can't understand why Israel doesn't um, get a hold of those um, the, the leaders of Hamas. And just I, I have no excuse. I have no better words to say other than just torture them and force them to tell us the whereabouts of those hostages. I know torture is not something is not something that's on the radar usually, but in this and this situation, when you have beheaded babies, people burned alive, you got no choice. You got to capture those 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 evil evil creatures and and torture them and to to, to tell us where where those hostages are. Well, Abe, the problem with that is even if you capture them alive, uh, I, I, I don't know if, if they will tell where, where the hostages are. I mean, if you torture, if you torture them to, to the living daylights, professional, tor- I, I think I think it will work. These, these people are willing, willing to get killed. But but if when it comes, if they're being tortured, I think they'll 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 eventually they'll eventually be forced to tell us the whereabouts of these hostages. And these people, these people deserve nothing but torture. Well, they they deserve worse than that. Uh, I mean, I I think uh, any reasonable person, Abe, can uh, can agree on that. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Ben in Rockland County. Good morning, Ben. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Uh, my point's like this. I think I, I honestly think that Israel should not completely wipe out Hamas because if they do, one of two things will happen. Either um, have, right now, Hamas is governing and controlling Gaza, 2.5 billion people. If they, if Israel has to take that over, I don't think they have the resources to, to govern that. And if they don't govern that, that means the next terrorist organization is going to step in their place. And that, that won't solve any problems. It'll be just as bad as Hamas. Well, Hezbollah, one of the many other terrorist organizations, will take over if Israel doesn't. And I don't think Israel has the capacity to govern 2.5 okay, billion people. Okay, so what's the solution, Ben? I, um, I think honestly, I think the solution is uh, taking taking Gaza back like it used to be before they gave it back to, to the Palestinians. Wait, one more time. Say that again. If, well, to completely clear out Gaza, all the Palestinians give it back to Israel like it used to be before before they uh, before they gave it back to the Palestinians. Okay, Ben, I'm having a hard time hearing you. You said uh, that you uh, did you say Israel to give back the land to the Palestinians? I didn't. I can't hear no, what no, you're no, saying. No, no, no. Sorry, I said they should, I, the only uh, foreseeable solution that I can see is to completely clear out Gaza of every last Palestinian and return it to Israel like it used to be. Because otherwise, they'll have. I don't see any any uh, foreseeable solution. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I just don't know how you get it done. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure I didn't hear you the other way. Ben, thank you for your telephone call. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, we should not only we, the United States should also help Israel too by, by trying to go after Hamas and trying to locate where the leaders and where the prisoners may may be. But more to the point, this is what I think we can do. We should stop supporting the Palestinian Authority because they are allowing some Palestinians to cheer on Hamas in in the occupied West Bank. Um, we we should cut funding completely. We we should cut funding to any organization that supports uh what Hamas has done and uh, is uh, critical of Israel. Israel has to win. Well, 
John just said Israel has to win. We agree. I agree with that. I don't know if it's feasible. I I agree with it in theory, John, but to cut off funding to uh, every organization uh, that supports Hamas because they are backdoor channels and and so on. But thank you for the call, John. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. I've I've been listening since Saturday, and and it just disturbs me because any type of war is is not feasible for any country. But I don't think by setting off the electricity is, is a good thing because I thought about the fact that Suppose someone's on oxygen or baby needs to form. That's not the way to fight this. And I think the president, who is not new, I can't pronounce his name, but he has not really stepped up to the plate. And, you know, that's what annoys me. I really don't understand why, because Israel is a strong country. And I spoke to my neighbor next door. His parents are there. And he's uh, he's upset because he can't contact with them. But he's upset with the, oh, gosh, I can't pronounce his name, with the fact that he's really not doing as much as he thought. Are you referring to the prime minister? Netanyahu? Netanyahu. I said, yeah. I mean, I don't see or hear anything where he's strong enough to do anything. And Israel is a great country. And they, somehow this is disturbing because the people of the, uh, the, what, the, the innocence of the Palestinians at this point, because um, of the Hamas, that's a militant group. And I'm sure if I was there, I'd do what I can to get out. But I, I pray for him every night, and I hope it's not the war Armageddon. But I just don't think it's right to just deprive them. But that's just my opinion, and I hope I don't get beat up, but I really don't care. How okay, so, Audrey, I wanted to let you finish with your comment. Thank you. Before I tore into you. Okay. There you go. So I now, Audrey, do you really believe what you just said makes sense? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm some idiot. I just don't think. I, I didn't. I, I, Audrey, I would I have, never call you I, an idiot. I, I do said, believe it. Do I wouldn't be- say it because I've been listening since Saturday, and I did. I, I really didn't want to call in, but at this point, it's like, yeah, to set up the electricity. What is that doing to 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 the, uh, um, Hamas? Nothing. They're still okay. fighting. Well, well, first of all, it is doing something. Because what? once the generators are not working and they don't have power, you're, you're, you're penalizing your enemy and you're flushing your enemy out. That's exactly what you want to do. Now, that. as it relates to the innocent people, that's to the point I believe that you're attempting mm-hmm. to make. You don't think Hamas should have thought about that before they attacked the innocent people of they Israel? Militant, they don't care. Militants don't care. Okay, so, okay, wait, 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 wait. So, Audrey, I want to make sure I got this right. So Hamas has the right to not care and do whatever they want, and Israel should care. Well, I care, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm from Israel. It's just people in general. How can one evil force just just destroy everything? You know, it's just my feeling. I just have this feeling. So Audrey, about, so uh, so Hamas should be able to do whatever they want to do to the people that. of Israel. And Israel has to fight with two hands behind it, her back. Well, they, come on. Israel got, America's willing to back them. Did he ask for help yet? Come on, I didn't say anything like that. I would not say that. They should be destroyed like the words you call them, animals, real animals. These people got to go. But I don't seem like anything's being done. You know, I, I just pray for everybody just. You know, this is the first time I wish I was a militant person in the Army. Because I damn sure, I'm sorry, I go help them. Because this could be the war Armageddon and it's frightening. 
But thank you. I don't, you know, I just don't understand war. Right. Okay. Well, well, thank you, Audrey. Uh, I, you know, I, I completely support what Israel is doing with the water, with the power, with the food. You want to fight? You want to be animals? We're going to treat you like animals. Go tell Egypt to supply you with the electricity, uh, the electricity, the power, and the food and the water. Good luck with that after what you did. There are consequences, Audrey, for everything. Absolutely for everything. Let's go to Steve in Pearl River. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. You know, it was very disturbing. You know, I have I-24 on my cable system. And I watched in real time when they entered Kafar Asaz yesterday. All right. And when they started to talk about beheadings, and things like in that type of mutilation, something struck me because Hamas's MO has never been that. It's been these lone wolf attacks, uh, you know, uh, blowing, you know, bombs, blowing up buses. Steve, I'm going to let mm-hmm. Steve, I'm going to let you finish, but sure. let me stop you there for a second. OK, you said that this is not Hamas's MO. Right? No, it is not. Okay, so wait, let's let me go, just stop let me for a second. Just just let stop me, for oh. a second, please. Okay. You don't think Hamas knows in advance this was probably the last chance that they were gonna ever have to take a shot at Israel, so they're gonna go all out? Did that ever occur to you, Steve? Could you let me finish my point? Well, Steve, you, you can't can... go on for eight minutes. I'm sorry. I'm not going on for eight minutes. Okay, Steve, you got one more try here. Wrap the All point. Right. Get to the point. So the point is that what I think is they brought in ISIS fighters. They brought in Boko Haram guys. And if you've been in Israel, all right, you've met Israeli Arabs. Their pigment is not, it's not like incredibly dark like that. I saw Boko, and then I went back, and I'm convinced that this was some kind of a, an all-star thing of terrorists. Remember, you okay, heard it from now me I've first. heard your point. I've listened right. to your point. Now, can you answer my question? Sure. And my question was, you don't think Hamas knows that this is their last, probably their last shot to take a shot at Israel, and that they're going to go all out with beheadings and everything, rapings and everything else? No, no, this is what I'm saying. I think they brought in all these other terrorist groups. This is, they could never have done this by okay, themselves. Okay, so if they, to, to your point, if they brought in terrorist groups, if they yes. brought in terrorist groups, yeah, that it's what's, a what's the difference? The worst guys. What's the difference? What do you Steve? Oh, God. What's the difference? If Hamas brought in terrorist groups, they're still behind it. What's the difference? Oh, the, my point is, my point is that this is this is too sophisticated. We there heard is, that. We heard that, is, Steve. You're not responding to anything I said. Well, you, you're sticking to your talking point, and you're not budging. No, it's not a, a talking point. Okay, I, mean, I heard that already. You you've expressed that okay, three times okay. now. And do I think do I think that this is their last shot? Yeah, well, when they did something like this, 
They had to know that it was going to be some kind of a last stand. They had to know what they were doing. And I'll tell you another thing. If they th- it is going to be hell on earth for all parties involved to go in there on the ground. It, no one can, it's like a no-win situation, Dominic. Okay. It's, it's terrible. Steve, thank, thank you You're for welcome. the call in Pearl River this morning. Thank you. Before I take a break, let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? It's not a no-win situation, okay, because that's the way Israel has survived. We've, uh, uh, and I say we because I feel part of it. I lived there for nine months, and I, I, I'm a Jew, and I feel very strong about my support of my land. Um, as far as uh, I, they, they, I think most Americans, like Steve and Audrey, who has a, a – Audrey has a beautiful heart. I mean, I hear it, and I, you know, I've spoken to her. I think you had me once to talk to her. But I think they don't understand the, what's going on there. They don't understand the savagery that they're dealing with. These people are keeping them in Gaza. Okay, okay. Netanyahu said, get out. We're going to conduct an operation. And these people are keeping them there. So, you know, the, the blood is now on their hands. They committed blood in Israel, and now the blood the blood is on their hands. Okay, they have an option. They could release the good people. They don't want to do that. They want to use them as shields. Okay, exactly. And uh, exactly. And that's it. And whatever Israel got to do, hey, do it. You know, because I want to tell you something. If that land, which is the size of New Jersey, falls, so will the U.S. Wow. Wow. Well, Norman, you know, we we are we are that that it seems like it's starting to come to that, like it's right around the corner, whether we want it to be or not. Norman, I've got to toss to a break. I thank you uh, for your telephone call this morning in Brooklyn. Folks, my new podcast uh, has been posted. It's up and running and it includes many of you. It's about that Walmart situation uh, with that talked about. Go to WABCradio.com. Click on all podcasts, on all podcasts, scroll down to Dominic Carter City Hall. The other Dominic Carter podcast is a repeat of this show every night. Now, coming up during the chronicles of Dominic Carter, I'm going to change in about 15 minutes. I'm going to change gears for a moment, and I'm going to switch to all of this doom and gloom to something that is positive. You may recall a few weeks back, I told you about a diner in Rockland County that Hollywood turns to when they need to record a scene for a movie. It's along Route 202 in Garnerville. It's named Sparky's. And I was in shock because the woman taking the order for my son and myself Waiting the table in such an unassuming... We had uh, Brad Pitt was the first one, Denzel Washington. We had Spike Lee, uh, Julia Roberts, uh, Jonah Hill, James Franco. Uh, there's so many that, you know, I really don't remember everybody's name. But it's, it's, it's really nice because not only they did the movies here, they remained friends. Handling legal matters is stressful. 
So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The body of a small child is carried from the ruins of a house. There was a massacre in this kibbutz, and the recovery operation is far from over. The child is placed in a truck with others from the community. More body bags awaiting collection are laid out on the basketball court. The body of a Hamas fighter is ignored. And that's a uh, Sky News report. Uh, We had a little bit of a technical problem, but coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to chat with Jeannie uh, Nicolakis, who is the owner of a diner in Rockland County, New York, 74-year-old woman. She has a remarkable, remarkable story. But before that and after that, we will continue discussing Israel. Dominic Carter here with you taking your phone calls. Let's go to Stu in Brooklyn. Good morning, Stu. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. Dominic, the brutality that was witnessed is deliberate because they had to provoke the Israelis to retaliate so strongly that it would keep the Saudis from cutting a deal with them. And this is motivated by the Iranian paymasters. They're pulling the puppet strings. So they had to create an incident that was just so so brutal. The Israelis would have to take very, very forceful action. And in doing so, they'd alienate the Saudis. Because the one thing the Iranians know that the, uh, the Israelis have that no one else has in the Middle East is Desdemona, nukes. Well, I, I, I hear you, Stu, and that's a point that's been made by uh, by several people. I, I don't know the exact motivation. All I know is the human toll, the innocence, the impact on the people of Israel that did not deserve this. Stu, thank you uh, for your call. Let's go to Mike and Valley Stream. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How you doing? You know, somebody that goes out and cuts the head off a baby, that's not his first time out. That guy's got a lot of practice murdering, and probably it's keeping his own people in line, like those poor, uh, you know, the Palestinians that can't leave, you know, not not the ones that have hate in their heart. I'm talking about the regular common Joe. Here's another thing. What was the end result here? I worry. We got Ukraine. We got China, China. We got Ukraine. We got this. We got the, the, uh, the you know. The immigrants coming in and everything. Sometimes I wonder, can, can we handle three fronts? I wonder if there's part of a bigger picture. I know I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I just get a gut feeling that, you know, got to keep our eyes open. I, You know what, Mike? I, I agree with you 100% that somehow, somehow, some way, this is going to uh, directly go from indirect to direct involving the United States of America. And... um. 
you know, I, I, I don't know. But 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 the, but this is why elections have consequences. And this is what one of the reasons why. Thank you for the call, Mike. One of the reasons why I say that. Trump over Biden, because it just seems that we didn't have these types of problems that we're having now uh, under Biden. Uh, during the tenure of former President Donald Trump. Cat in the Bronx, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, um, I've heard that. Sorry, Dominic. I've heard that um, um, Friday the 13th, um, there is going to be jihad declared around the world. That the jihadists that live amongst us are to rise up and get out in the streets and start killing your neighbors that are not Muslims, killing the Christians, killing the Jews, killing the Hindus, killing the Buddhists. What we need to do in New York City to protect and save our elders and children is we need every gun owner, legal, legal gun owner. To man your apartment buildings, stand out in front of the building or in your inner lobby with your legal guns concealed and watch for the jihadists coming. Okay, wait, 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 cat, cat, cat. What, what, what if, what if this report is is inaccurate? I don't know. We've heard these things before. Okay, it may be true. I don't know, but if it ever is to come come to be. This is what we in New York City need to do. We need our gun owners, legal gun owners, law-abiding citizens to stand in front of their buildings or inside in the lobbies with their legal guns concealed. We also need the gun owners in these all these apartment buildings who have guns but keep it secret, keep it quiet, because they know the drug addicts in their buildings or neighborhood will come and burglarize their apartments or the, the, the um, other criminals will come to burglarize their apartments and steal their guns. So we need all the gun owners that have been kept quiet or the Republican, the conservative, the independent gun owners to man their windowsills, man their windowsills. You stand okay. there. All right. I, I, got it, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm just, I, I'm just very fearful of, uh, because part of me says that's that's what these people want. They're very bad people. Thank you for the call, Kat. I, you know, I, I hear the reports, but I've heard in the past of on X day, this is going to happen. And then the day passes and nothing happened. So I, I don't know, folks. I, I really don't know. Let's go to Rebecca in Brooklyn. Good morning, Rebecca. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. First of all, I want to thank you for all of your support. It means the world to all of us whoever we are. And secondly, I want just to tell all your listeners that with God's help, we will go into Gaza after this, the atrocities of this week, and we will not back down until Hamas is dismantled and there is not one shred of Hamas creatures in existence any anymore. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, Rebecca, uh, you know, I, I wish that were the case, but it but that's easier said than done. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Dave in Florida. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
Hey, good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I appreciate it. Great. Uh, Thank what you. I wanted to say, uh, appreciate it. Thank you, Dominic. Uh, I just wanted to say, before I go into my other topic, is uh, we just passed the 38th anniversary of the uh, hijacking of the Kelly Laurel, if you remember that, back in 1985. I'm listening. Go ahead, because you said you had a couple and, of points, uh, and I'm up against a time yeah. break. But go ahead. So, and, and that was hijacked by Palestinian terrorists as well. And they killed a crippled, crippled man in a wheelchair, 69-year-old, and shot him and killed him and threw him overboard. Okay? So when these guys come out and they start killing children, murdering them, slaughtering women and children, they have no soul. I have to say they have no soul. They have no remorse. They don't care. They are born and bred to be like this, to hate Jews, to hate the world. They, they Palestine. That the area of the, that's occupied is not really occupied at all, actually. Israel gives them light, gives them power, gives them water, gives them everything, and they're still ungrateful. And you know what? They deserve what they get, 100%, wholeheartedly. They produce nothing for the world. Israel is one of the top leading technology countries in the world. They produce uh, uh, cutting-edge medicine that, that actually leaders from other parts of the Middle East come to Israel for treatment. How's that for Israel being, uh, you know, a, a terrible country? But yet, you know, they still crap on them and say they're so bad and everything like that. But yet, you know what? When it comes time to being helped, Israel is the one that steps up and helps everyone else. You know, Palis- the, the Palestinian people do nothing for this world. They don't produce anything, nothing scientific, no, no technological breakthroughs, nothing. All they do is complain. They cry. They say they're the victim. But meanwhile, they're the, they're the aggressors. They're the terrorists. And they deserve exactly what they get from Israel, if not more. Well, I, I, I hear your frustration. I hear your pain, Dave. I have to believe that the Palestinian people contribute something to society. I don't know what, but I but I have to believe they contribute something. I'm sure uh, a supporter of, of theirs could point out what they contribute. But but I, I agree with your the general uh, premise of your point. Thank you uh, for the call. Folks, we see all your calls on Israel We've been dealing with a lot of negative stuff, a lot of pain over the last couple of days since Saturday. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter for five minutes, we're still going to talk about Israel, but I'm going to take a break from the negative for a moment because a remarkable woman in Rockland County, New York, 74 years old, Jeannie Nicolakis, owns a diner. And this woman is doing remarkable work. Hollywood turns to her to film movies at her diner in Rockland County. I'm going to talk to her. And then after we're done with Jeannie, for the remainder of the program, we will take your telephone calls. I will be right back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Folks, changing gears for a few minutes, just a few minutes for something positive. Then we'll go right back to your telephone calls on Israel. You may recall a few weeks back, I told you about a remarkable experience I had at a diner in Rockland County, New York, a great diner. Not just the opinion of me, but also of Hollywood. 
which turns to this diner when they need to record a scene for a movie. Hollywood stars like Brad Pitt, Denzel Washington, Julia Roberts, uh, Jonah Hill, James Franco, uh, Michael B. Jordan, all recorded scenes at the diner I'm telling you about right now. It's a long route 202 in Garnerville, and it's named Sparky's. And I was in shock because the woman taking my order the first time I went there for my son and myself, waiting the table in such an unassuming but yet extremely professional manner happened to be the 74-year-old owner of the diner of the business. Her name is Jeannie Nikolakis, and she's a remarkable person. And I, I want you to listen to this interview that I did with her because with all the negative that's going on in the world right now in Israel, this is a lady that puts a smile on your face and she's, she's an illustration that one person, one individual can indeed change the world. Jeannie, the last time I was here, I did not know who you are. I believe you're 73, 74, 74. And you are the owner here at Sparky's Diner. Very famous diner along uh, Route 202. You still work at age 74. Why? Days a week. I love it. I love what I do. I love the people, and I love to get up in the morning and come to work. It gives me a lot of strength. It gives me all kinds of positive attitude and, and, and I just love it. I love what I do. I love it. You love what you do. You are an example, Jeannie, as the business owner here of the diner. You are what I call one person can change the world. One individual. And I watch how the community reacts to you. You are loved in in the community. Why why do you still do what you do? I started out doing this for my family when I first started out. In 1976, I didn't even have my kids at the time. I had my children at 78. I had triplets, two girls and a boy. And then I continue working and doing it. Now they're all grown up. They're married, have children of their own. I have five grandchildren. And I just love the people that I got to know. They're like family. They're not customers. They're family to me. You know, and I come in and, you know, what I can do to help the community, I do it. But you wait tables yourself. I do. I do. I wait tables. I clean tables. I do dishes in the back. I do everything. I but, love it. But you are a very smart businesswoman. You don't just own the diner. You own the land the here. And the building. And and what the gave you the vision to buy the, the actual I land? My husband's. I got to give him the credit. He's the one that found it in the New York Times. He came up. He saw it put a binder on it. I didn't even see it. He, then he says to me, come on, I'll show you what I bought. He brought me up and he showed me. And I says, you're crazy. Out of nowhere, there was nothing here. And we came up. The place was making $120 a day. That's what he made back in 76. And I love it. I just love it. So we came in. We got to know the people here. Chief Eckroy from the, from the town of Havistro used to come in in the morning and he used to say, you stupid people. You came somewhere, nowhere. You're going to lose all your money. So my husband says, I have a vision about this place. And he was right. Surely a major vision that your husband had. Talk to me. This place is very famous in terms of Hollywood. 
some of the movies that have been shot here, some of the major Hollywood A-list stars that have been here. We had uh, Brad Pitt was the first one, Denzel Washington. We had Spike Lee, uh, Julia Roberts, uh, Jonah Hill, James Franco. Uh, there's so many that, you know, I really don't remember everybody's name. But it's, it's, it's really nice because not only they did the movies here, they remained friends. Just recently, I got a big package from Julia Roberts on, it was on Thanksgiving last year, with chocolates, seized chocolate from, from California, just to thank us for what we did when she came here. It's amazing. It's amazing. Denzel Washington, I get his secretary, you know, call to see how I'm doing. You know, they, holidays, they will send me a card or set flowers to, you know, to see how I'm doing. Now, Jeannie, age 74, how much longer are you going to continue to do this? God's willing. Whatever God's willing, that's what I'm going to do, you know? And educators mean the world to me. It's my understanding that your two daughters are indeed educators. Teachers. Two girls are teachers, and my son is a lawyer. Yeah. Finally, how do you explain your success as the owner of Sparky's Diner here in uh, Rockland County along Route 202? How do you explain the fact that, you know, Hollywood has turned to you numerous times? You're 74, you wait tables, you still show up, as you said, seven days a week. How do you explain it? People, when they come, when they first meet Jeannie, it's, they become friends. We're not, we're not customers and, and, and this young kids, they were this little when she was coming in here. You know, both of them. And she's a grown woman. She's a grown woman, and they still come in every day, and I'm so happy to see them when they walk in that door because they are family. They're not customers. They're family. You know, that's what I love doing. Yep. And I'm telling you, folks, this woman is special, 74 years old, Jeannie Nicolakis. She runs the uh, Sparky's Diner. She's the owner in uh, Garnerville, New York. Remarkable lady, remarkable place. I just, I, I'm, as you folks can tell, I'm still in shock that the owner of the restaurant waits the table where I happen to be. And, you know, she didn't know who I was. She didn't know I was a member of the media, but she made me feel like a million dollars. Okay, so now we can get back to Israel. I just wanted for five minutes to breathe and get away from all the carnage and the death and the horrible situation, the way the people of Israel have been abused by these animals of Hamas. Let's continue with your telephone calls up until the top of the hour. Frank Morano standing by for 1 a.m. Alex in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind, Alex? Hey, Dominic, thanks for taking the call. I want to talk about the people comparing uh, the deaths of Israelis to the death of Palestinians, which on both sides, it's sad. um, But they're saying that the Israelis are as despicable as Hamas. And that's crazy, being that Hamas simply attacked innocent civilians because of their hatred against the people. And here Israel is defending itself and trying to obliterate Hamas. And so all these people that are coming out against Israel, they need to understand that what Hamas is doing is they're taking these innocent civilians in Gaza and using them as shields. And if you don't want this to happen, then they should want Hamas to be obliterated so that this doesn't continue to happen where they attack Israel. And then Israel needs to defend itself, which results in the deaths of Palestinians. So instead of coming out against Israel, come out against Hamas, all these people that, that are just so messed up in this situ- with, with, with these arguments, Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, and, and the people in Harvard. And this is not 
just this is not like uh, Israel is partly responsible. This is simply because of Jew hatred and these people. Uh, you know, Hamas, when they took over Gaza in 2005, when they got it right away, uh, Israel allowed for them to have it. They sent missiles, right? They, they finally got a part of the land and they sent missiles immediately. It's not about owning the land. It's just because if you're not a part of their religion, you're hated. They want to kill Israelis. They want to kill Americans. And that's really what it comes down to. And, and they need to be obliterated. Well, I, I, I will say this again. As I said, when this all started, I side with Israel. Israel has a right to defend itself. You cannot kill all these innocent people and think that they're not going to be a repercussion. You, you can't kill them and then hide uh, Hamas, you know, and make all these threats. No, it does, life doesn't work that way. And, and this has got to be dealt with so it doesn't continue, to your point, Alex, uh, down the road in the future. Thank you for the uh, telephone call. Let's go to Ray in Queens. Good morning, Ray. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi, Dominic. Look, I want to ask you and your callers, most of your callers, if all this brave talk about you know backing Israel to the nth degree is going to continue when the terrorism and the war comes here. That's my question. So what's the alternative? Ray, Ray, I'm, I'm short on time. So what's the alternative uh, what, based on what you say? I only have a few seconds because Frank Morano standing by. What's the alternative? Well, I'll answer your question with a question. When and how does this ever end? Th- that's what I thought. That's what I thought. You don't have an answer. Ray, thank you. Thank you very much. I would love to continue this. I just don't have the time. Joining me right now, Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. What do you Hello, have coming up? Hello, Dominic. Well, uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to get to and some not-so-fun stuff. I'm going to be joined by Brian Kilmeade for our weekly chat. Certainly a lot of things happening in the news. It looks like the Republicans may have a new speech. Speaker of the House. They certainly have a new nominee for Speaker of the House. We're going to get into that. We're going to go live to Taiwan, and you're going to meet a New York City-based comedian who's Chinese, who's in Taiwan now, and she's going to tell us how the people are feeling about uh, the prospects of a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. A lot of other interesting stories to get to that people may have missed, including, uh, believe it or not, an update on the Will Smith slap situation. Some really interesting news on that front. Ooh, ooh. You know, and with all of this going on, Frank, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to give it away what you're about to report. But but uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is, is fighting back. Ooh, I'll just say that. Indeed. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight coming up. Of course, Frank will have the latest on Israel and a million other different interesting topics it's all coming up right now right here talk radio 77 wabc